SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you very much, Inga. Money, we're back again tomorrow, 6 p.m. here on South Africa's News and Information Leader. I'm Brad Brown. And with you for a slightly shortened SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. We'll be with you until 5 to 7 tonight. And Greg Coase will hand over or uh, will take over with you news. And then at 7 o'clock, obviously, uh, the president, uh, Jacob Zuma making uh, public the findings of the Marikana report. That's going to be live here on SAFM. But let's uh, get straight into your sporting news, and we'll start with news out of the Bafana Bafana camp. Tabo Matlaba and Nsikalelo Nyaza have been added to the South African national squad for the second leg of the 2016 Chan qualifiers against Mauritius. On to uh, football with the Lando Pirates. They're continuing their preparation ahead of their CAF Confederations Cup uh, outing against AS Leopards on Saturday. The last time the teams met, the Buccaneers lost away from home after drawing the first leg. Sea Robbers coach Eric Tinkler says he wants to do better this time around. The last week we've been at training. We've been working extremely hard. We've obviously watched video footage of them. We've analysed them. We, we know the pitch we're going to play on is a, is a very poor pitch in a very poor condition. So we've been training on some fields that is a bit bumpy uh, so that the players can adapt to it as quick as possible. We've played them before. You know, we, we unfortunately lost against them uh, in the Congo the last time when we played them in the Champions League. And hopefully we can rectify that. There's been more drama in the transfer market. Bloom Celtic will look to contest the signing of Togo International Camaldina Brawl by Kaiser Chiefs. Punya Selle claimed that a brawl signed a three-year contract with them, but was unveiled as a Chiefs player on Tuesday. Other, uh, other transfer news, Bidvest Witzer signed defender Nazir Ali from Ajax Cape Town, and Roger Sekekane has been reappointed as the new coach of Tipper United for the, his fifth stint at the club. Into some cycling news, German sprinter Marcel Kittel is not fully recovered from a virus and will not ride this year's Tour de France. He won four stages at last year's tour, including the prestigious finale on the Champs-Élysées in Paris. In cricket news, the second test between Sri Lanka and Pakistan is taking place in Colombo. The visitors won the toss. They chose to bat and were dismissed for just 138 at stumps on day one. Sri Lanka managed to reach 70 for the loss of one. Quarter-final day at the Eastbourne International. Agnieszka Radvanski is through to the semis. So is Belinda Benchik. Sloane Stevens advanced due to her opponent retiring hurt and Caroline Wozniacki, the number two seed, has just advanced as well. European golf tour action taking place in Munich. I can tell you that Denmark's uh, Lasse Jensen, Rafa Cabrera-Bello from Spain, as well as England's Daniel Gaunt, uh, share the lead on 7-under. All three of them shooting 65 on the opening day. And then just looking down the leaderboard, Tiff Huysen's leading South African. He is on 4-under path. Shot an opening round 68 Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat the Berg River Canoe Marathon with Dave McLeod. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, as we're heading towards July, uh, we are just a few weeks away from this year's Berg River Canoe Marathon. And uh, the stakes have been raised. A couple of uh, fantastic international paddlers are going to be jetting to South Africa to take part in this famous uh, canoe marathon. And we join now by the spokesperson for the Burger River Canoe Marathon, Dave McLeod. Dave, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to chat again. Uh, I mean, we always uh, attract the big names uh, at the Berg, but uh, good to see uh, there's a, a big international contingent coming in 2015. Yeah, Brad, you know, I think the turning point was when uh, Ben Brown, who's a top British marathoner, came out here two years ago. Uh, the belief overseas is that it's just too damn hard and too long, and it's the middle of winter, and there's so many reasons why they shouldn't do it. 
Uh, and Ben came out here, and for, uh, unusually and unexpectedly, he was very competitive. He won the first stage, uh, and he could have been in the shakeup if he hadn't had a disaster on the second stage, which was just lack of local knowledge. Uh, but I think he went back into that international marathon in Sydney and said, boys, this is one that's a really good event, and what most people don't realize is that it's at the prime base stage for the paddlers who are competing for the World Marathon Champs later in the year. So this is a good time to get in hard competitive racing, big miles, uh, tough endurance conditions, and it's, it's, as Andy Burkett uh, has shown and as Hank McGregor has shown domestically, it's superb base. Now, all of a sudden, that is cottoned on, and we've got five big names that have, have confirmed coming out and apparently more knocking on the door. Sounds fantastic. Can you can you spill the beans and tell us who they are? I mean, I mean, you mentioned the two big South African names there, uh, Burkett McGregor, but uh, this international feels pretty decent too. Well, absolutely, and 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 they're not muppets when it comes to South African river racing either, because Jakub Adam from the Czech Republic has been out here for the last three years. He's done doozies, non-stop doozies. Uh, he's done drag challenges. He's done fish marathons. So he knows the setup here. So I, and he's in great shape. He was actually trying out for the Czech Olympic sprint team and just missed that. So he's using that fantastic base to come into. Uh, Jupp van Barkel, who's from the Netherlands, uh, he's been out here a couple of times. He's a big surf ski paddler, so he knows the Cape well. He loves the Cape. Uh, Brendan Rice from Australia. He's the son of Sean Rice, who used to live here. Um, great surf ski racer. He's done the Fish River Marathon. Uh, Keith Moore from Great Britain is going to be out here. So th- these are, are really, and these are decent names. Uh, and uh, Kiko from Spain, who's coming out here, Historically, their biggest event is the Cellar Descent, which is the biggest canoe race of its kind anywhere in the world. Um, so th- th- these guys come here with serious pedigree. And the other important thing, Brad, is that they've, they've committed to being here for eight days beforehand, which means they settle down, they shake off the jet lag, and they've got time to go and look at the whole river as it is running at that stage. So that issue of not having home ground advantage or local knowledge goes out of the window. So th- that race for the top 10 this year, uh, apart from the race for the overall title, should be really, really cool to follow. Dave, I wanted to ask you, the, these international paddlers that are coming here, it's also, if you look at many, many sort of international sporting stars, and, and I think particularly on the cycling front, a lot of the guys use South Africa as a base in the off-season because the, the weather's generally good, even though it is winter, the weather's great. Uh, as far as exchange rates go, it's, uh, it's pretty good value for money here in South Africa. Are we going to find more and more international top-level paddlers uh, discovering South Africa? Because we've got great rivers too, let's not forget that, as a base to, to build for, as you say, the big international competitions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the, the journey you've started here branches off into a whole lot of little routes here because, you know, bear in mind that they're looking for a destination during the European winter where the conditions are favorable and they've got the support set up. So if you're, if you're an Olympic slalom and a sprinter, um, it's becoming more and more popular now, the other important thing to realize from marathoning is we, we set the bar when it comes to river marathons. Uh, you know, the major river marathons around the world are the Avon Descent in Australia, the Liffey Descent in Ireland, the Cellar Descent in Spain, and then we, we've got this host of major river races. And the standard at which we compete tends to be good enough to win any one of those races in the world. So we, we, we tend to define the benchmark when it comes to river marathoning. But the other important thing that we have to go into now is that South Africa is hosting the Flatwater Marathon World Champs in Maritzburg here in 2017. Um, that's a done deal. 2016, we're hosting a World Cup as part of the build-up to it. But 2017, the World Champs will be done here, and it will be done uh, in September, SA time. So anybody who's in, anybody in, in the marathoning scene is going to want to start looking at South Africa as a destination, getting used to the climate, the conditions, the infrastructure, the backup, the support. Um, and at the same time, apart from flatwater marathoning, which has got a, a pretty defined and somewhat limited audience, they're now saying, hey, while we're here, you know, a week away, we could be going to do 
the breeder in the Western Cape, or if I stay for a month, I could go to the fish, which I know about, and has got a great reputation in international paddling. So I think we're heading into a, a golden couple of years as far as South African paddling is concerned in the international uh, eyes. I mean, that's the internationals coming here. We've always uh, done pretty well on the international stage, and, and you mentioned uh, McGregor and someone like Annie Burkett as well. Uh, what are their chances of, of claiming the title this year? I mean, it's a strong international contingent, but we always put up a good South African fight as well at, uh, at the Berg. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Berg is really a unique race. To be competitive at 240 kilometers uh, and four days requires very specific training. It's it, it's not the sort of thing that you could bolt onto an existing marathon training session where you'd be looking to do one 30-kilometer uh, race in isolation. So historically, the international paddlers that have come out have been top 10 finishers, but very early on in the race, they've been dropped off the front bunch, and they haven't been contenders. Ben Brown broke that mold. Uh, and by winning the first stage of the race here two years ago, he's proved that with enough time to settle down and learn the local conditions, you can be competitive. Um, so the, the Hardy annuals will be there. The race will be defined by Graham Solomon, who's been on the podium ten times. And even though he's a full-blown veteran now, he will dictate the pace and manner in which the race plays itself out. He's, he's the dominant figure. He, he literally is... Uh, the Bruce Fordyce of, of, mm. of the, of the Burger of the Canoe Marathon. So you're going to throw in all the local, uh, Andy Burkett, who's the defending champ. We're not 100% sure if Hank McGregor's going to come and do it this year, which is something we can pick up at another stage. But then you throw in all the locals, and then these international hotties are going to completely throw the cat amongst the pigeons because nobody quite knows whether they've got the groundwork. We know they've got the sheer speed. Mm. If they have the, the homework and, and the, and the base, to be competitive and stay on the bunch every time the bunch tries to shake them off, that could really rattle the locals and it could completely reshape the race. You know, the internationals have often been here in ones and twos. Now all of a sudden we've got five, at least five, and there's no doubt that they'll be looking to protect each other. So that throws in a completely new dynamic that we haven't had before. Uh, and with the quality of paddler we're talking about, it could really be cool to watch. And briefly to wrap, uh, are, are we going to see any, any top, top international ladies coming out in South Africa for this one, Dev? No, that, that's an intriguing question because, you know, uh, Abby Abbey has confirmed she's going to be back. She won at a juggernaut solo performance last year. Uh, Jakub Adam, who's coming out, um, Anna Adamova, of course, is, 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 is I mean, they, they share the same house together. They train together. They live, eat, sleep, and drink paddling together. Anna, we know, loves paddling here. She's done doozy. She's done non-stops. She is coming out here to do the fish. Um, and the fact that Jakub is coming out from the Czech Republic and Anna at this stage isn't entered to me is is unfinished business. I think we might still have to revisit the story. At this stage, she hasn't confirmed, um, but if Jakob is coming out, I think there's a fairly good chance that Anna might uh, tap in behind, and that would really throw the cat amongst the pigeons, because at the, at the moment, the ladies' race looks to be shaping up to be Abby Abbey up against Bianca Bevitt, who is, is one of the Cape Town locals who's really raised her game over the last couple of months and has made no bones about the fact that she wants to win it. Um, but the ladies' race often attracts a small field, and it, it often, at the end of the first stage, has already sorted itself out. You, you can sort out the contenders from the also-rams. Uh, but I must admit, Anna coming in here, or another woman of her caliber, um, would again just completely change the manner in which the girls would be forced to race the race. We'll, we'll watch that one closely here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Uh, just on uh, three weeks to go to the Berg River Canoe Marathon taking place 15th to the 18th of July. Dave McLeod, thank you so much for joining us once again. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, Brad. SAFM Sports Wrap.
This is SAFM Sports Wrap. It's a Thursday evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can be in touch. All you need to do is SMS us on 34701. Those SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. You can also tweet at SAFM Sports Wrap, or you can find us on Facebook as well. Be in touch and let us know your thoughts. Uh, some big football coming up this weekend. Orlando Pirates in action. Can they win? Uh, they've got a tough assignment up north, and I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Be in touch. Time now to chat some paracycling. And uh, South African paracyclist Goldie Fuchs is uh, inching ever closer to making his dream of heading to next year's Rio Olympics uh, possible. And uh, he's one of a small team of cyclists who are in European action ahead of the UCI Paracycling Roads World Championships in Nottwil, Switzerland. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome uh, Goldie onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Goldie, welcome. Nice to, nice to catch up. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, yeah, I mentioned that you, you took part in, in Notwell in Switzerland, so you didn't just take part, you, you actually had a pretty good race, one or two South Africans to win medals uh, in the Italian leg of the World Cup Series. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about how you went uh, with that bronze medal. Um, since the beginning of the year, I got a new trainer, so um, since then I improved remarkably, and I was just um, focused and ready for that World Cup. Coming into um, the race, I knew I would do good, and I just like um, stick to my plan from the beginning. And in the first breakaway went off, I just stick at the back of the second group. And at the last lap, we caught up with the breakaway. And I just um, put in an attack. And I knew coming into the last corner, it will be critical to... Because there was cobblestones before the finish line. And I just went in the first position into the corner and... Just being flat out for the um, finish line. I love it. Goldie, the other South African medal winner was Justine Asher, who we've spoken to uh, on numerous occasions here on SAFM. Uh, she's got a, a lot of experience at international level. How, how much did you did you learn from someone like Justine on, on that trip? Um, I learned a lot because she's always calm and just, uh, like, relaxed. And she also, like... Um, with friends and stuff, so yeah, it just helped me a lot with my um, to be relaxed before the race and confident. Yeah. You also mentioned teaming up with a new trainer. You've uh, teamed up with Boyd Roberts. Uh, he he must be pretty chuffed with with your result. But uh, talk to me a little bit about how that relationship came about. How you ended up training with Boyd? Um, I um started the beginning of the year with um, Boyd Roberts, so we are still like not so long together, but. He's a, a very good trainer, and um, I just like his training methods, and yeah, we just work hard, and the results paid off now, of the hard work paid off now. Yeah. Goldie, the big, the big goal, Rio 2016, uh, I can't believe it, it seems like just the other day we were talking about the London 2012 Paralympics, but uh, Rio is just around the corner, not long to go now, and, and that's where your focus is, is lying at the moment. What do you need to do to make sure you qualify for those Paralympics? I must just do like good at the upcoming World Cup in Germany and then the World Champs in Switzerland and hopefully I will be in the team then if I'm in good this year on the world rankings and yeah, just keep up my good form for next year's Olympics. Koli, what, what would it mean to you to represent South Africa at those Paralympics? It will mean a lot to me because it's like the um, highest level you can go for a cyclist or any other sport. Yeah, it will be a lot, it will mean a lot to me and um, 
just to be to drink your country. Yeah, I'm standing before all the people, maybe winning a medal, yeah, will be um, experienced. Yeah, Goldie, I, I can't imagine what that must feel like. I can only I can only dream of, of what it would be like to, to not just represent your country, but to, to win a medal at that sort of level. I want to wish you all the best uh, in your in your build-up uh, to that uh, race in Germany and, and beyond, and, and let's hope that that uh, Rio 2016 Paralympic dream comes true for you. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're tuning to SAFM 104 to 107 FM, and uh, we've uh, seen some uh, pretty impressive performances by the Spa Proteas as far as the South African netball team goes uh, over the last couple of weeks, all part of that Diamond Challenge. And uh, a great pleasure to welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap this evening, President of Netball South Africa, the Spa Proteas uh, squad has been announced for the World Cup in Sydney, Australia in August. Mimi, welcome back onto SAFM. Nice to catch up once again uh, before we look at that squad and also just uh, the appointment of new head coach Norma Plummer uh, are you pretty satisfied with the way that the girls performed in that diamond challenge yes I was satisfied uh, with the performance of the diamond challenge we uh, I think um, the thing that made us uh, to be really uh, satisfied is the work that uh, we see has been done by Norma Plummer over at least four days because she only had to work with players uh, when she arrived on on the 15th, and already the first uh, game started on the 16th. But we could see uh, a big change. Uh, the way the players are carrying themselves, the confidence that they displayed when they took uh, the took court, uh, was really really something that we have been waiting for for so long. We know that we've got good uh, athletes, good players, but they just need confidence. So I think Noma brought that to the team. Mimi, we had uh, someone who, who was doing reports for us uh, down in Margate that week, Michael Flissmas, and, and he was telling us that he couldn't get over, uh, as you were saying, the, the difference that Norma Plummer had made with, with the squad and just the, the speed and the intensity at which they were playing over such a short period of time. Uh, you must be pretty excited that if that's what you can do in four days, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what you can do with the team over a prolonged period of time. You know, to tell you the, the honest uh, truth, uh, when she came in February, uh, the players were really very sad when she, she left because already she had started working with them. And she changed the whole uh, method of training uh, because she spoke about the match intensity as, uh, as opposed to uh, training volume, you know. So what has been happening for so long is the volume of training was too high. The back intensity was something that was not there. So what she is doing with the team now is they go and train for one hour. But in that one hour, you'd see the players dead because they would be training and actually uh, using what she wants to see happening in a match, practicing it. I think that is what we were, we were lacking. Our players would go for training uh, for from morning till uh, lunchtime. But, you know, it, it has really, it wasn't so related to the game situation. So what she has brought is she has brought to players what you need to do when you are playing and how you need to change if somebody comes and attacks you in a certain manner. Mimi, I'm, I'm quite excited. Often often people will criticize sporting bodies for, for getting a, a foreign coach in, but I, I'm a, a firm believer that in order to get ahead, you, you, can't, uh, you can't do that with the same sort of thinking and the same ideas. And I, I get the feeling that Norma Plummer brings in a real new, fresh approach, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to sort of signal a new era for South African netball. Yes, I think uh, she's 
You know, it comes to a point, uh, Brad, where we've been working with South African coaches, and we, we don't say that they are inferior to other coaches. But, you know, it comes to a point where you see that the, the players are just not uh, improving. They, they are, they've got the coach, the coach is good. Uh, let me make an example of uh, whenever we get uh, beaten by Malawi, we start very well. But towards the third, uh, fourth quarter, you see the team fading. When you when we, we think about how our players played at the Commonwealth Games, we could see that they were playing, but we often said to our coaches, if, if, a, if a player is doing that and they keep on doing, doing it from quarter one up to the end of the match, shouldn't they be told by somebody that you are playing this way, change it now, bring in something new? I think that is what we are seeing with Noma Plama. That is what we are seeing. The players are there, they are playing. When 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 something doesn't work, immediately uh, we see a change. Noma speaks to a player and tells the player, this is what you are doing, this is how you are doing it. Now go and try this so that you counter uh, your, your opponent because your opponent has caught up with you in whatever you are doing. I think that is what we, 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 we lacked. Mimi Norma's had great results on, on the international stage with, with other teams. Is, is there, is, is there, or are we going to be using her just as coach of the Spawn Pro Tiers, or, or will we be using her to, to develop other South African coaches as well to improve the whole structure of netball in South Africa? Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, the coaches in South Africa. But uh, truly speaking, it will be up to them. You know, if you work with somebody, you know that you're also good in a field. Uh, it's up to you to, 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 to decide whether the person that you are working with is coming with something that can add value to you. We can bring Norma here to, to the coaches, but if the coaches believe that what they are doing is, 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 is good and is, is, is yielding, is giving results, probably they might not learn anything from her. So our uh, intention of bringing Norma is not really for coaches, but it's for players. We want to bring Norma to work with the players in such a way that the players themselves can understand the, the, the game better and be in a position to analyze their own style of play, their way of playing, so that they can be able to think about new ways, have insight into the, into the game. I think what I liked about Norma over in, in February, and even now when she came uh, just for a week, in February she had sessions with players where we also had uh, the privilege of sitting in with uh, Blanche where she was uh, putting, uh, you know, um, DVDs uh, for, uh, of matches between probably Australia and New Zealand. And then she will group the players and put the shooters together uh, and put probably two centers together or attackers and defenders together and then say to them, watch the match, tell me what it is that the shooters of England are doing such that the defenders of uh, New Zealand are not able to get the ball. What, what do you think you could have done in such, in, in the same situation? Do you see how the ball is getting lost? You know, such, that, that is what we need. Players are not uh, people that you just, uh, you know, pump uh, knowledge into without involving them in also showing that they understand what they, for me, it's even more important for the player to understand, to, to have insight into the match rather than the player expecting that the coach will only be the person, the only person analyzing because it doesn't help them that much. So I think that style on its own, players are starting to say, you know, I didn't think when I was doing this, and I didn't anticipate that if I play like this, my opponent is likely to do this. But now my mind is open. I can see that there are possible ways for me to change my game so that 
I, get, I don't get caught for the same thing by, by the opponent. So the same thing happened when she came to, to Margate uh, in the, uh, last week. She actually had an interview with each, and, with each and, and every player, asking the players, what are your aspirations? Uh, what are your weaknesses? Where do you think you need help? Can we sit together with you, you and I, and put together a program? So this is what we need. I think uh, to answer your question, if Noma comes to South Africa, because right now we've only engaged her for, for up to the World Cup, we will talk to her and, and see if she's available after the World Cup. If she comes to South Africa, we would like to have to have her working more with our players because they just took you know took to normal like uh, you know a fish and or a duck uh, to water. They just love how she's doing things and they understand. And she she has brought so much confidence in each and every player. When your your broadcaster was sitting there, you say one of the of your guys was there. He can tell you that the way the players walk into or onto court, you could see that they just uh, they're so so focused. Small things like uh, you know passing uh, wayward passes. Yes, you could have one or two of those, but now the passes are accurate. They are working for each other. They they communicate. That is what we were, we we were, we couldn't see, and we are glad that we brought in Norma, and he, she's bringing that to the to the team. Exciting times for the Spa Pro Tears and Netball in general in South Africa. President of Netball South Africa, Mimi Tetwa, thank you so much for your time this evening. Mimi, great to catch up once again, and we look forward to, to chatting again soon. Thank you so much, Fred, and uh, may your listeners enjoy the, the night. SAFM Sports Wrap.